0: Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like summer camp. When you rub some things together, you might end up getting fired. Today on the show, we are talking about dark thoughts. Dark thoughts meaning that this episode goes into some explicit territory, so if you listen with the kids, which you shouldn't be listening to this show with kids, this is is not a kid show, um, (laughs) um then then now's your time to turn away because we're going to talk about some some tough stuff that I think many of us think about but we don't voice very often for fear of moral judgment for fear of feeling like we are morally judged from other people other people but ourselves as well and those things that we push away when we we think about something and we're just like oh my god I'm I'm I can't possibly think about that. That would make me a terrible person and I don't want to go to hell and I don't want to even address this. Right. And then it kind of can sometimes mount into a bigger problem in different ways if you're not addressing the nodes of what made you even think of that. Right. So there's a lot to break down. I talk about some really heady topics. some heavy, heavy, heavy topics. Um, you know, and, um, yeah we're just gonna dive into it so word of warning it's okay if you listen to this and you start turning it off at a certain point but i would encourage you if you have an open mind please please listen to the entire episode and um because i want to hear your thoughts i want to know if any of this has come up for you if any of it's true or if i'm just projecting what i'm experiencing for myself (laughs) you know so let's uh let's hit the button and do the thing here on dopamine let's go please. (laughs) From the you got with you Hi friends, C-Note here, hope you guys are doing well, just kicking it, hanging out here on a lovely Thursday, April 4th is when I'm recording this, I probably shouldn't say the date, (laughs) because I'm trying to make these things evergreen, but it's all good, I hope you guys are doing okay, Um, I'm, in terms of a mood check-in, I feel like I'm a little lower, but I'm also dealing with life stuff, so it's a little bit mixed. In that, Um, I'm kind of dealing with having to transition from some of my, um, from like the ride-sharing stuff that I'm doing into trying to hustle a little bit more, and it's been really frustrating to figure out uh, what to do next because. I forgot some piece of paperwork and that essentially means that my license is being suspended on Saturday until that gets fixed, which is going to take about a week, which means I have no income coming in. And if I'm living day to day, then that makes that incredibly frustrating. So I'm just going to throw it out there. If you guys want to support, go to patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. If you want to leave some love, I haven't figured out perks for the Patreon page just yet, but, um, we, I will get there. Um, you know, and I think... I think what I'm going to do is like do some private podcasts over there to to give you guys some exclusive content and that'll allow for you to get a little bit something extra out of me, especially if you need stuff like multimedia stuff or talking about more Myers-Briggs specific things. I think we could do stuff like that over there on Patreon. So patreon.com slash dopamine if you want to support. Um, so other than that, you know, there's, there's just kind of like general life stress going on. Um, And it's a little frustrating, but in the midst of that, in the midst of, of depression and any other things that I typically deal with, there are, there's this concept of dark thoughts and not necessarily just suicidal thoughts, which is uh, something that comes up sometimes. I don't feel like I am particularly suicidal, meaning I don't think I'm at threat to do that, but I can't necessarily avoid what is called um, a preoccupation with death. You know, like that comes up for me every time I'm in some sort of depressive or manic spiral, the concept of death, whether it's me not existing or suddenly thinking of other people not existing anymore, sometimes just comes into my brain unexpectedly. It just kind of happens and I'm forced to sit and work through and deal with those thoughts. So not only from a mental health perspective, though, there was this concept which was kind of a, a... a follow-up to the episode that I did with Personality Hacker. Um, You know, Joel and Antonia on that show, they did a follow-up episode about, um, essentially about why the world needs introverted thinking and talked about why introverted thinking, which is my dominant style of thinking, why introverted thinking is really good at managing and using dark thoughts, as a means to navigate the world. So what what is what do dark thoughts really mean? Dark thoughts don't necessarily mean suicidal thoughts. I think dark thoughts mean that we can go to really tricky dark uh moral questionably moral places in order to solidify our resolve around certain ideas. And I think every human being does this. I think we just Get to a place where we can subvert them so quickly that we don't see that they're even a thing that we question. Because to get an obvious no to an answer like, would I do anything terrible to children, you have to say a yes first in your head, or at least explore the idea of what a yes would look like, right? Not that you are considering to be that type of person, or that you have that type of capability within you, but... I think most of us have to ask that question at some point in our lives, even if it is for a brief moment where it's like, is this something I'm capable of? No. Great. Move on. Right. But you still have to ask those questions. And this is going to be a tricky episode to navigate. So I'm going to do the best that I can, because dark thoughts can be something that with the way the world works these days, you know, it's really easy for us to push down any kind of dark thoughts that we have, another version of that would be, you know, a mother wanting to hurt her children because of the inconvenience that their kids cause on her life, or they're just screaming, or, you know, you might have violent thoughts towards your children. And that might be something that, of course, because you're, you know, we're living in a world where like morality is a, is a currency, a social currency, essentially, that we can't even resolve or, or take in that thought because it's just such a bad thing that we need to push down and immediately drive away rather than be curious about it. And I don't mean be curious about it in the way of like satisfying it or actually listening to it and doing something with it, but sometimes diving further into a darker thought like that to understand the origin of it can really help you actually move forward in a healthy way. And so what I mean by that is if like a mother is having such a difficult time with her children and having those moments where she's like, I, I, you know, where the the thought creeps in your head where you, you kind of, you just want to end their life because you feel like ending their life, not like maybe violently, but I mean, like ending their life in a way that will cause you less stress in life. You can at least ask yourself the question, what is it? that is making me feel this way. And because, you know, I think most of us would have a thought like that and immediately just try to push it down and say like, we can't, I, I, why am I even thinking that? I'm a horrible, terrible person. I'm going to hell. I'm, I'm not going to, um, you know, like, why do I even deserve to be a parent? And like, then you start beating yourself up and, and all of that stuff. Right. But I don't think, I think we have to remember one particular thing when it comes to these thoughts is the notion that we are organic humans. We are organic beings. We are primal and primitive, right? We just, we get so caught up in the way that the modern world is that we forget that despite all of these creature comforts, that we are actually creatures and creatures have impulses and instincts that we might not necessarily be satisfied with or happy with. It might be, we might find it appalling because society finds it appalling. Right. And it's not saying that we need to be okay with it because dark thoughts are not something that we necessarily need to um, make excuses for entertaining so much as we need to acknowledge their existence to figure out why they exist and figure out what it is that's getting us to that point. Again, with like the mother and her children, understanding the origin point of the nodes in her system that has gotten her to that point, the where she feels stressed out. Maybe there's something with her partner where they need to work together to better satisfy their marriage relationship or partnership to better equal out what's going on with the, the raising of the children, or, you know, maybe there's a situation where they don't have enough money to get like health to daycare or healthcare or something like that. And that's causing intense stress, you know, and maybe through exploring that there are nodes in the system based on that original dark thought That will allow you to find out where the real origin of the problem is and then be able to sort of reset the nodes in that system so that you can figure out how to get to a place where you don't feel like you want to kill your children, right? And a lot of people make that joke where they're like, oh, I want to kill my kids. But it's like there's like a dark thought in there where there's like a partial truth in the fact that you actually do want to not have them around anymore. You would rather not have that stress. And I know you listening, you're going to be upset. (laughs) There are going to be points where you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I could never do that. Of course you can never do that. That's fine. But the thing is telling yourself morality wise that you could never do something doesn't mean that you're not capable of it. Right. What I mean by that is like, if you ever got pushed psychologically to the edge of something, all of us are capable of getting to a psychological break at some point. Right. That's why mental health is incredibly important to manage, even if you're a neurotypical person, that you can become mentally healthful, healthy and go from mentally healthy to mentally ill to psychotic over a series of events. Right. It's not impossible for that to happen. So to say that nothing could ever happen like that is just, it's impossible and you can't really say that, right? So for us to push things down like that is not necessarily healthy, right? And I think we have to push it down because if not only society, it's like not, it's not something where you're going to want to go up to one of your girlfriends and say like, you know, I thought about legitimately killing my kids today. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I always want to kill my kids. And then she's like, no, I mean like, actually, like I wanted to like smother them with a pillow. And I thought, yeah, that would make my life so much better, right? That those are not conversations that are common, (laughs) you know? Um, Whereas if you had the conversation with a therapist, they could probably help you navigate like why that is and the nodes in the system and all that stuff. It doesn't mean you actually literally want to do that um, or that you will do that. But like understanding and addressing those dark thoughts, I think are important for us to find ways to grow from those dark thoughts, right? And I'm sure that maybe you're a person who has said like, hey, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought that way. I don't. Are there people out there that think that? And yeah, I think plenty of people do. I think, I think we have to entertain these ideas and these thoughts because well, first of all, a lot of the times we don't have control over it, right? Much of the time. Our thoughts just manifest based on our life circumstances or our brain wiring or whatever the context or situation is, right? We don't necessarily have control of uh, over the ideas that come into our brain in any way, in any any different way than if you're having a brainstorm session at uh, your job and you just kind of come up with an idea because you're not looking for that specific idea because you don't know what to look for. If you don't know what to look for, you're not exactly looking for an out. That says that you need to kill your children. You're just looking for an out. You're looking for something subconsciously that will solve your problem. And in that moment, that seems like the most obvious answer. And while you might entertain that for a few moments and you'll shake your head and say like, oh my God, I can't believe I just thought of that. There's nothing wrong with you morally for having to go to that place only because, again, it is sometimes a prompt for you to look at yourself and say, OK, what does this actually mean? What are what are the nodes in the system that are making me think this? Right. So another one of those reasons, one of, the, another one of those things is like uh, like like I just keep going with kids stuff. So I should probably not pick that, (laughs) Um, but okay. So the me too movement. So there, there's like a challenge here again, that the me too movement is like pro women and making sure that sexual harassment doesn't happen in the workplace. And that we're making sure that we're expressing that people who are doing this sort of thing um, you know, this shouldn't happen. And often you hear things like, why do men, why are men like this? Why do men do this sort of thing? And I think those thoughts essentially come from a lack of understanding of biological male thoughts, right? And it's not necessarily saying that every man has a dark thought version of this. But I think, I mean, I I, I would venture a guess that this does exist, that if a man would get to a point that he feels that he is not adequate enough, or he feels like from a uh, cultural or or social standpoint, or like, biologically there's some sort of internal panic going on that needs him to feel like he needs to reproduce then he'd be more more likely to take that from someone and again that is not at all i'm not even remotely making a justification for it i'm only saying that 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 usually when some when when a man will act upon that, that is a manifestation of a dark thought that has come through his mind and he 's actually done something with it right, or something that is maybe a subconscious dark thought of the idea of you know wanting to sort of force a sexual encounter, whether that 's through something aggressive or just through um, i shouldn 't say just but but through some sort of unwelcome touch right and that 's typically as, as the result of a repeat of of like yeah i would just love to you know pass my genes on to this person through these aggressive means because that is my primal urge right and like that's a dark thought that a lot of men naturally deal with like even if you're a man who again you have to and i'm sure plenty of women have some version of this too where but but men in particular have a more aggressive violent association with it where they, you know, you you see a woman on the street and you find her attractive and you may have that thought in the moment of like, it would be rad if that just happened right now. Right. And I don't, I don't think that is unique to people who have committed an act of that nature. I think there are men who have to suppress that. I think I would dare to say many, 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 men have to suppress that. Right. In the same way that I'm sure there are plenty of mothers out there who need to suppress that feeling of wanting to kill their child. There are plenty of men who have to suppress that feeling, that dark thought of wanting to do something aggressive to a woman. Now, both examples are a way of thinking about the nodes in the system leading you to that point. You know, is there biological dysregulation going on? Is there something going on you need to speak to a therapist about? Is there something that you're not feeling personally satisfied or are you feeling insecure or you're feeling, you know, is there something that again is leading you to that specific thought? Um, you know, that, that's a challenge because again, that is like, that is some, some deep conscious stuff <laughs> that sometimes you have to take a deep dive to really dive into and be willing to ask yourself those questions instead of just suppressing it and saying like, Oh my God, I can't believe I thought of that again. Right? So, Dark thoughts in relation to the introverted thinking side of things, like they were talking about a personality hacker, like all of this essentially means that we are all capable of this. But it's important to make sure that we are not using these capabilities of thoughts to necessarily justify acts associated with bad thoughts, but not necessarily also suppressing it so that we are ignoring the important thing that those dark thoughts are trying to tell us. Because I'm sure plenty of you listening or you listening have felt some version of this in your life where you've wanted to hurt someone. You've wanted to commit an act that that would go against your own personal moral code. And you've had to reconcile with some version of thinking of yourself as like this bad, terrible person. Like, what is that? Why do you feel that way? And why does that feel so terrible? This episode is brought to you by Shady Brook Farms. If you're looking for ways to make mealtime healthier in the new year, make your favorite recipes with turkey from Shady Brook Farms. Take the pressure off, keep it simple and tasty without sacrificing flavor for nutrition. Whether you want a delicious sandwich or a post workout protein, Shady Brook Farms turkey can do it all. Visit shadybrookfarms.com for a recipe inspiration and to find retailers near you. Shady Brook Farms. Eat what you love. I wanted to add some fun music <laughs> cuz this is a dark topic. <laughs> uh, turn that music down a lot more. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, "Oh, this is getting really incredibly heavy." I mean, this gets into like some deep moral stuff. So I was like, "Let's let's throw in some fun music." <laughs> Just imagine yourself walking through a casino. Pull it. You pull on the lever, you win a bunch of money, you go hang out with some friends, you get a drink, you're just laughing, slow motion, everything's great. Every time you you stop by the craps table, you throw a thing, and it works, and you win more money, (laughs) and everyone loves you, and it's great. Um, (laughs) uh, Morality. So, I wanted to keep talking about these dark thoughts, because man i I just think it's it's a fascinating topic for me um mostly because of my personal ability to go to that place and really ask those tough questions like would i do this why would i do this in what context would i do this if the world was ending were there things are there things that i'm personally capable of like if i needed to kill a person could i kill a person I don't have an answer to that question, but sometimes we have to ask ourselves something to that effect. I'm sure plenty of people who have been in the military or are going into the military either do or do not have to ask themselves that question. Maybe some people would avoid going into the military or avoid having to go into such an intense situation. Uh, if they were capable of asking themselves that question in more depth before they went into it. Uh, I think it's, Easy for us to suppress that feeling or that question because of maybe we have some grandiose sense of morality. Maybe there's something that is overshadowing the dark side of that, you know. And we're not really encouraged to go into those deeper, darker places to ask those tougher questions. Uh, we're often told that you know we need to go to be good people to go to heaven. We need to be good people to live in society, to get a job, to get a nice girl, (laughs) you know, to have some good kids and teach them how to be good people. And the, you know, there's, there's a fairly general idea of what good is. You know, we, we have some version. I think there's a, a common understanding of what good is. And, you know, you don't kill people. You don't rape anyone. You don't hurt children. You don't do anything sexual to children. You don't do all sorts of these terrible things that many of us would agree are absolutely terrible and you don't even think about it. You don't question it. You don't, um, don't even approach it. Right. But then there are questions that come up where some people try to make a case for it, especially if this is a version of your reality that you can't subvert the, the pedophile question is something that comes up and I've had that come up on, uh, I've seen it on Reddit threads and stuff like that, where there are people who are pedophiles essentially trying to justify pedophilia as a sexuality and using all sorts of logic to to go into that place and deduce it and, and sort of ask that kind of, that, I wouldn't say tough question because I, I feel like that's not a tough question for so many people, but to, I, th- I think it's like even appalling for anyone to feel like oh, there's like a debate there. That's really strange. Like I think most people, I'd say 95% of people feel like there really isn't a debate there. And I would agree there isn't a debate there. But in order to have that question um, asked and answered, you have to kind of go into that space and and have that conversation to deduce the invali- inv- invalid nature of even asking that question or even that thought, right? You have to get into the nuances and the specifics of something that you would think is just common sense or, you know, common understanding, right? And it feels like every once in a while, in order to avoid the world getting into a place where we just kind of uh, ask ourselves all sorts of weird questions or make justifications for like that, we have to almost renew our understanding of those dark thoughts, or even like something as rudimentary as like flat earth theory, right? Like there are flat earthers out there who believe the earth is flat and that you can drive off the edge or sail off the edge or jump off the edge or I don't know, knock a glass off the edge. Right. And I, I think because we get those ideas so baked into our life (laughs) that the earth is round and like everyone knows that that's it. And, um, You know, we don't talk about the specifics of why we know that is or why we think that is. Then you get people who are sharing like their own theories and not (laughs) not not testing, uh, not checking in with the rest of the world. And suddenly enough people agree with each other that this sort of different way of thinking is the new way of thinking or, you know, that that because that they can just scheme up some sort of logic around this idea that other people are also doing the same, that it's not just common sense. That uh, that that has led them to this place, but it's actual facts and figures and and uh, information and you know lots of deaths and stuff that have led to the understanding that the Earth is round and revolves around the sun. And but but if we're you know not properly educating and continuing to educate on things that uh, we take for granted then you get things like flat earthers and anti-vaxxers and stuff like that. And people who are trying to justify uh, pedophilia as a sexuality. Now that's again, like another tricky part of the conversation in that, again, I don't think it's wrong for anyone to access dark thoughts. Like the idea that pedophilia could be seen as a sexuality Like, what does that look like? What is that? Like, how does, how does that, um, how would someone regulate something like that? Right? Like if that were even possible to get to that point, like that's, that's, um, and I'm sorry if you're turning off this podcast because it's such a weird conversation, but it's like one of those things that like, like sometimes you have to entertain just to renew The absurdity of it in your brain, (laughs) you know, Uh, you know, same thing, like I said, with like the wanting to kill your kids sort of thing, or um, wanting to touch someone that you have no permission to touch. Uh, Like, why? Why is that a thought in your mind? You know? And what are the things that we do or do not have control over again, like the primal urge that we have to either kill our children or like to touch someone or to procreate or to um, seek pleasure in some, some shape or form or to seek new ideas or whatever like that. Like, like, like where does that start and stop in terms of like, what is okay to think about? um those those are bigger tough questions but i think i think if if we think about those instincts in some way shape or form it 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 leads to the mental health conversation in a way that you know we think about mental health and mental illness in particular and the conversation around gun control like At what point is it easier to identify the difference between someone who's dealing with a mental illness and someone who has the predisposition later fueled by their mental illness to shoot up a school or, you know, usually there are you know, for me, there's, there's the difference Uh, for a lot of people who don't think about mental illness to a deep capacity or someone who has never thought about hurting someone violently or someone who's not comfortable thinking about the thoughts of hurting someone violently. They would just look at that person who is mentally ill and say like, it's a mental health problem. This person just needs to be put in a hospital because this mental illness is making them violent. And I've suffered mental illness and mental illness does not make me violent. (laughs) Violence and mental illness are two separate feelings, right? And if you're a violent person or someone who has violent tendencies, or you have nodes in your system that lead to the potentiality to perform violent acts or crime or anything to that nature, and you have a control mechanism in your brain that is broken, that is not working in the form of mental illness, then, and you have access to weapons, then 1 plus 2 equals 3, and you're going to end up doing something that is objectively morally terrible, right? So, you know, for, for you to... I would almost argue that if a person, and this is like a personal opinion thing, so grain of salt, all that stuff... That if the person who has shot up schools and dealt with all sorts of those and committed those terrible acts, if they had the opportunity to explore those dark thoughts through therapy, through discussions with family or friends in a way that is healthy, meaning to explore those dark thoughts, but then find a way to reconcile why those dark thoughts exist then they may be less likely to want to act out those dark thoughts. Again, I'm not a therapist, so I can't say that for sure. But based on sort of my own understanding of logic and mental illness, that if you have the opportunity to express yourself, then you're less likely to want to express yourself in some form of a blaze of glory. So, I mean, I know we've touched on some really, really tough topics in this episode, so... I'll put a warning and uh, let you guys know about that. But it's like it's a tricky topic and it's something I think about all the time because I know that I'm capable of going into dark thoughts sometimes. I know plenty of people are and a lot of people are ashamed of it. And I don't think I think the thing here is the takeaway is that there should be no shame in a default thought that you don't necessarily have control over right? Like, that's the point here is that these dark thoughts are not something that you are making happen. You're not, you're not turning, you're not creating an idea out of nothing. You're not creating a thought out of nothing. You're getting to this dark place through a series of nodes. Maybe it is in, in mix with a mental illness, or it's in mix with traumatic upbringing. It's mixed with all sorts of stress in your life. And all of these things are compounding into an escape, which tends to be some version of a dark thought that leads to an quote unquote obvious solution. Right? So, I mean, in a lot of ways, when you think about everything that we've talked about so far, they're all some version of an easy out. Maybe not the pedophile thing, but even the pedophile thing in relation to trying to make it logically, quote unquote, asexuality, that's a way out. That's a way for pedophiles to keep having that as something that they have. And I don't I've never personally experienced it. A lot of pedophiles say that this is just a natural urge and they don't have control over it. But as far as I can understand also that there are nodes in that system as well, trauma, et cetera. That need to be addressed, and um, you know I don't think anyone is willing to give up the rights of their children for the sake of that sort of thing, for the sake of someone's satisfaction in that sort of way, right? So that's not even a rabbit hole that anyone's willing to entertain. But to even have to think about it is is kind of fascinating on its own. Um, but the the commonality with all of these things is that there is. Um, a shortcut nature to them, right? It's, it's like a, a, a high stress reaction. It's like some sort of version of an easy way out. No more kids. I can procreate without having to do the work of dating. I could, uh, I could end the lives of people that have been tormenting me or people that I find that I hate or disdain for some reason. I could, Somehow, you know, have a have control over a situation that I feel like I have no control over. Right. And, you know, when you kind of reduce it to that, when you understand that it's just another version of conveying that, that even though you go, it is to this extreme that it's talking about these dark thoughts, these dark ideas, this this place of doing or saying or being terrible in some sort of fashion uh you can understand that if that comes up within you the average everyday person who is not likely to shoot up a school or not likely to do these terrible things that suppressing it is not necessarily the best idea either right so if you have a therapist talk to your therapist about it you know they can maybe address it with you as some way that they can talk you through where the nodes in the system are in your life so that you can figure out how, why that's even coming up. Again, ideas are typically a culmination of things that we are experiencing. So if you have a dark idea, then that dark idea is coming from a series of things that you're experiencing. It's like the only bit of logic. That's the only way that can, that can come up. Right. And if you're someone that's dealing with mental illness, That puts you at risk that puts you at risk of your, of hurting yourself or hurting others. So it's absolutely extra important for you to talk to a therapist, make sure that you're speaking with someone and making sure that you're speaking with people that are not going to, um, to, to kind of throw you under the bus and make you feel like you're a terrible person for even sharing a thought with them. Alright, so I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, this really dark, deep, kind of terrible in some ways episode, but I don't know. Again, like dark thoughts are tough to talk about. It's tough for anyone to share, right? It's tougher me even to say it on this podcast without feeling like I'm going to be vilified, you know, because <laughs> I'm not saying I have any of these dark thoughts. I'm saying these are things that we experience other people potentially having or even the you, you the listener privately listening in your headphones. Going back to this place of like, you know what, I've had that thought once. I've, you know, just having a thought once doesn't make you a bad person. Because again, in order for you to get to a place where you have to say no, you might have to explore yes, at least for a few moments. And think to yourself like, am I that? Okay, no, right? (laughs) And, you know, that's totally fine. But if you're experiencing things based on high stress, based on difficulty, like, you know, surround yourself with people that are going to support you and the ability to work through that idea. Right. And that are not going to instantly vilify you that someone that's going to hold space for you to be able to work through in a healthy way to the other side of that thought. Cause I think some of us need more space to work through that. Some of us are, you know, we have, some of us have like a, a, a moral compass through religion or through whatever that is going to ground us and solidify us and maybe help us turn to something specifically that's going to give us something that we can turn to and say okay this is bad this is not a, i agree with this this is a bad idea i shouldn't do this whatever right but then there are other people who don't have a religion or you don't have any sort of moral compass in the way that like you didn't have a lot of people teaching you certain things like maybe you've had history with with You know, criminal activity. Maybe you've had a history of just taking what you want in some fashion or another, right? And you feel like doing these other dark things are not something that's within your wheelhouse of exploring in terms of your moral compass. Um, So, but you you need room to speak about this. Maybe you just never, you know, you didn't have a father or mother figure in your life. Maybe there's situations where there are certain things you just weren't able to speak about, so you had to unfortunately explore those, and hopefully. If you're able to listen to, the, to this, you've had a second chance to right those wrongs. And if you're looking to right those wrongs, again, the therapy and surrounding yourself with good people is going to help you further explore the depths of why that's a bad idea and what you can do when those bad ideas, when those, those dark ideas come up for you. Right. Does that make sense? So. This is a hard. This is a difficult episode. I considered not doing this because this is like real, real heavy, heady, dark stuff. But I think it's really important, and I would encourage you to go to listen to that Personality Hacker episode where um, Joel and Antonia really talk about the power of introverted thinking and the ability to go to that deep, dark place. It's not the same as this. This this went into like uh, this went into a dark place where that episode kind of talks about the ability to go to a dark place, I, I think, if that makes sense. So it's called Why the World Needs Introverted Thinking Revisited. It was released on March 18th. And I think it was a really great episode that um, that that really explains the way that I think in terms of my ability to sometimes go to those dark places to be able to go spelunking into those dark depths and understand how I can pull myself out of it. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. I know you have questions. This is a really, really, again, this is tricky. Even the way that I spoke about it was really tricky. It was a little bit unclear. It might have turned you off. I appreciate you if you made it this far. Um, My point is to not deter you away from listening, listening to this podcast. Occasionally I touch on deep topics like this, but I think it's important because there are plenty of people out there that don't get the support they need because they are immediately turned away by family and friends because they express something they naturally felt, right? And sometimes expressing the way you naturally feel can do emotional harm to other people. Sometimes it can feel threatening. And um, sometimes it's not going to be publicly accepted, uh, even if you don't act on those things. So I would definitely, you know, push caution when you're talking about these things, but, uh, I don't think it really hurts to question it within yourself and talk about it to yourself at minimum (laughs) to figure out, uh, what it really means and really start to explore the nodes in your personal system to figure out where the origin of this thought, this feeling, this instinct is coming from. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, you can hit me up a Let's Go C note if you have a bunch of hate mail. You can message me there. I'm happy to talk further on this topic. Um, you know, these are this is a really tricky thing, and there's plenty that I missed um, that I missed. I'm sure in terms of the nuances of this, but I just wanted to present the general idea of diving into some dark topics that um, that we don't always go into or we that we avoid because of some social sense of morality that we have to tap to, to have to uphold blindly. Right. So that's that. I appreciate you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Patreon.com slash dopamine. If you want to support the show, would really appreciate that. And, um, uh, let's go see notes. I also just dropped my podcast course. Uh, so bit.ly slash C note podcasting to, learn how to start your own podcast from conception to execution. It is this long course about uh, setting up your first podcast, setting up a podcast on anchor and uh, talking about branding and talking about marketing and getting guests and sponsors and all this good stuff. So bit.ly slash C note podcasting and to go sign up for that. And through that, you also get access to the level up club, which is immediate access to me where we can uh, help you build your show and give you topic ideas and uh, sort of, coach you virtually through uh, that entire process as well. So that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya. Right, actually I, I had a thought after I was I was just posting everything and I just had an additional thought that um you know there are plenty of us that are openly sharing dark thoughts and sharing them in a way that like you know we get increasingly increasingly comfortable with like violence and television. People love Game of Thrones, which is like filled with sex and incest and murder and all of that stuff. People love violent video games. We love things like the purge and horror movies and people stabbing each other and running and stuff like that and, and the sense of morbid curiosity. I mean, I think that all stems from morbid curiosity, uh, essentially like what would I do in this crazy situation? Um, how would I feel if my family got into this crazy situation? That's why like you have get people who are kind of slowing down on the road when there's an accident that that's caused by morbid curiosity. You know, you want to know the extent of the accident and think to yourself, like, oh man, like I could ima- never imagine, or I would, I'm glad that's not me. And sometimes that's even for this strange sense of gratitude, this ability to go to the dark places, to go into dark thoughts, whether it's like, through violent things in TV and video games and, st- and movies and things like that. Or even like when you see an accident and experiencing or putting yourself in the position or putting your family in the position of someone who's been hurt or hurting themselves, to use that as like a stoic way of enhancing your sense of gratitude personally. I know stoicism sort of preaches that sometimes, that if for you to have a better sense of gratitude in your life, you need to imagine losing all of your things. Like, and imagining how you could still be grateful for the things that you have left over, and, um, and and that applies to like physical things and stuff. It becomes much more difficult when it comes to the uh, major challenges of losing a family member or a loved one. But, um, you know that is like, you know that's a lot to take on. That's a lot to think about. But there are plenty of times where we are forced to think about it. Through our entertainment, through um, and and through accidents that we come across, or situations in our life that happen suddenly, a friend loses their life, or a friend is hurting themselves, or involved in a really difficult thing that we're forced to deal with and reconcile with that stuff. So, I think equally as much as it's a morbid curiosity thing, and we're sort of satisfying that primal urge through that entertainment to satisfy those things, it's also a gratitude. Um, mechanism to go to the deep, dark extremes so that we can learn to appreciate all of the good that we do have. So that was just kind of like a bonus afterthought that if you stuck around to listen to this episode, I appreciate again, go to dopamine, uh, patreon.com slash dopamine. If you want to leave some support and, um, I'll probably add in the future, some afterthoughts to the Patreon page to share with you guys as we after we post these episodes and have further discussions there and be able to um, you know get ideas for future podcast topics and really work through some of this stuff because I think a lot of this is really interesting so thank you again for being here I appreciate you take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time